you are thinking about becoming a mom, if you are currently pregnant or if you're postpartum, or even if you have, you know, you've been a mom for a long while, this episode is for you. Today, I'm joined by Kim Perez as we talk about nutrition in all the stages of motherhood, but particularly in preconception, pregnancy, and postpartum. So let me tell you a little bit about Kim. Kim Perez is a functional nutritionist for moms and moms-to-be and the creator of the Root and Branch Method. She's a recovering perfectionist whose own journey catalyzed her mission to help other women feel vibrant, whole, and at home in their body throughout all stages of motherhood, pregnancy, sorry, preconception, pregnancy, postpartum, and beyond. Through her signature method, Kim helps women uncover the root causes of imbalances, optimizes their health, strengthens their bodies, and learn to nurture and nourish themselves to feel happy and healthy despite life's challenges. She strongly believes that women deserve to feel good as they honor their uniqueness and new roles as moms. And so I'm just really excited to have Kim on again. She was came on the podcast to talk about, you know, helping moms prioritize their health and themselves. And, you know, we talked a little bit about her story and a little bit about motherhood, but I really wanted her to come back because she has specifically niched down in really helping moms re-nourish themselves or nourish themselves. And as a, you know, recently postpartum around 10 months, the time of this recording, I know the importance myself, not as a health coach, but as a mom in really making sure I'm nourishing myself holistically with food, with water, with all the right supplements, but also in other areas. And so I am just so excited to have Kim on. So you're going to really enjoy this episode if you're in any of those stages or if you know a friend that's in one of these stages, this is going to be a really great episode. And I particularly love this because, you know, Kim, who I think about is either a year, year and a half postpartum you know, just even shared how, you know, often we as women are trying to lose weight very quickly uh, postpartum and we're just trying to get our bodies back. But she really challenges us in this episode to really focusing on nourishing ourselves and accepting our body as it is and really giving our body some serious props because it has done some amazing things like create and sustain a human. All right. And so enjoy this episode. Make sure you check out all the resources. She even has a special discount on her courses and her eBooks um, for those who listen to the podcast. Before you jump on in, I wanted to make sure you knew about the couple things that I am offering this week. So this Thursday, I'm doing a Facebook live training at 12 p.m. Eastern on one thing I do to help women stop hating their bodies. And I kind of aligned it with this particular podcast on the same week because I think as moms particularly, but as women, we we hate our bodies in a lot of ways, either in the things we say about it or the ways we treat it. And I really want to show you and share with you the ways that I help women step into their bodies again, appreciate it, and love their body. So you're going to want to join that Facebook Live. But also, I am currently offering some free mini sessions this week on um, called the Love Your Body uh, mini coaching session. About a couple times a year, I offer these free coaching sessions and, you know, you know, vary it based on what we're talking about. But if you are wanting to find peace and confidence in your body again, to really whatever stage are you at in life, whether you're a mom, whether you're not a mom or just you're in a different stage. I want you to step into your body and love your body again. So if you have not hopped on a free call with me, or even if you, you know, just not never hopped on a call with me, book this session. I have a couple spots open. So you're going to want to make sure you book it, um, put it, place it on the calendar. Even if it's not for this week, put it on the calendar because these sessions go up always so quickly. So go grab a spot for the love your body mini coaching session. Join me live um, for my Facebook um, live training on one thing I do to stop women hating their bodies. 
Um, and yeah, that's it. So enjoy this episode um, and make sure you share it with a friend. All right, bye. You're listening to the More Than Your Weight podcast and I am Brianna Wilkerson, your host. For over half my life, I've had to really pay attention to my relationship with food, my body, and myself. As a high schooler, I just started to find my worth in my weight, in my work, and really started to define my my beauty, my body, my value through how I looked. That led to disordered ways of eating, of exercising, and really just not appreciating my body in word and in action. And then when I started to really realize that my worth was not in my weight and that my value was way more beyond than what the scale could ever tell me, I found breakthrough and freedom. And it has been my mission ever since to help other women do the same. I'm on a mission to see other women find peace with food, feel confident in their body again, and develop a healthy lifestyle that's more than about their weight. I don't think weight loss is a bad thing, but I do think when we're approaching it from a place of wanting to find our worth, our value, and our and our beauty in it, then we have to take a, a second thought and ask ourselves if that's right or not. All right, so on this podcast, I want to help you find freedom. I want to help you see that you can have peace with food. You can feel confident in your body again, and you can develop a healthy lifestyle and cherish the body that you're in and know that it's more than about your weight. So you're going to find solo episodes. You're going to find guest interviews. You're going to find episodes where I'm going to just talk from the heart and from the soul and really support you in developing a healthy lifestyle that is mind, body, and soul. And of course, because I'm an essential oils lover, I might drop in an essential oil episode from time to time. So I'm just so glad you're here and so honored to be on this version of the podcast with you. So be sure to listen in, rate, review, and also make sure you join my free Facebook group, the More Than Your Weight Women's Community. This is a space where you can unpack all these episodes and more. And also follow me on Insta. I'm there every day sharing behind the scenes of my life and sharing tips to support you in your journey. It's a privilege to journey with you and I can't wait to, for you to listen to this next episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited to have Kim, Kim Perez on with us today to chat more about nutrient replenishment during, before, and after pregnancy. So she came on a few episodes ago to talk about you know, helping moms prioritize her health. That is her passion. And as I've just even personally followed her on Instagram postpartum, I've just learned so much to, from her about nutrient replenishment. So thank you so much for joining us, Kim. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So I would love to hear from you. I know we shared a little bit more about your story in the last episode, which I'll link in here, but you know, I would love to hear why, why did you go into nutrient replenishment, particularly with uh, helping, you know, moms? I know you're a mom of a nearly year and a half year old, but tell me, was it a personal experience or did you just start learning a lot about it? And like, whoa, more moms need to know more about this. I think it was a combination. I think um, my own health journey started when I was you know, very young, as many of us like started dieting when I was probably 12 or 13. And really just, you know, even though I got really into nutrition and wanting to learn about it, and then got into fitness, and then made this my career. um, For so many years, I was yo yo dieting, restricting and even um, finding what were quote, unquote, like the healthiest, most perfect diets on paper. And you know, in reality, they were still restrictive. And I, you know, never really came where it was taught to come from an approach of nourishment and like giving our bodies the, the 
raw materials that they need to thrive. It was always more like manipulating food intake to change essentially how our bodies like look, right? That was, that's how dieting comes, you know, it's packaged for us, right? So, um, you know, dealing with a lot of my own health struggles throughout that process and then getting to a point where I had had enough, like, I'm like, I don't want to constantly be stressing about my food and, you know, even making, continually making all these changes and cutting foods out and finding like, what's wrong with my body um, and not feeling good. Like I still was fatigued. I still wasn't, you know, my periods were, um, have always been a struggle for me. And like, I just had a lot of issues that never were resolved um, because of all the years of restrictive dieting. And when I got to that point, um, you know, a few years before having my son, like just thinking about, okay, now is the time to start preparing my body for pregnancy. And like, what do I need to do to get my body and my mind at the healthiest, you know, place that they need to be. And I knew that it was, you know, finding some sort of approach that was going to really support my body and not be so restrictive. So, um, you know, preconception, learning about, um, just, how stress had impacted me and how low carb dieting had impacted me and, um, years of birth control, um, how that depleted my body and how can I really replenish before getting pregnant? Um, so that was just a journey throughout pregnancy and even postpartum learning just how much that whole process of pregnancy takes on our bodies, like the toll that it takes and how it does deplete us of, of so much and how, you know, how many moms out there, myself included, really, um, you know, deplete themselves through pregnancy and early postpartum and breastfeeding and never get that chance to replenish and heal and feel good. And I looked around me and I saw, um, you know, so many of my clients that I work with, so many people that I know personally, mothers who just, you know, weren't feeling their best. And I thought, moms are out of everyone, like we deserve and really need to be healthy and vibrant and strong and resilient for our babies and for ourselves. So I just dove really deep into, okay, what do, what do women really need during this, you know, phase of their lives to ensure that they're well-nourished and supported and their bodies are functioning as best as they can so that we can feel amazing. Um, during what we know, as you know, with an almost 10 month old, um, how stressful and kind of crazy this time period can be. Yeah, I love that. Thanks for sharing your story because, you know, I just think you're right that it just feels sometimes like we are not, we're not really realizing what's going on in our body or even when our body's giving us signals, like this isn't good, something's off we kind of normalize it, especially when you're mm -hmm. talking about your menstrual cycle. Like you probably go to a doctor at that stage. It's just like, okay, well, here's the pill. And yeah. as you and I know, it's like that pill doesn't fix anything. It actually makes a lot of things worse. Like it doesn't get to the root of it. And so um, I just love how you even talked about in the really in the beginning, how instead of giving our body the raw materials it needs for nourishment, we are just kind of whipping it into shape or trying to like mold it into what we want it to be and give it what we think it needs versus what it really does need to thrive. 
And so I know now, like you have so many great resources um, on your Instagram programs, eBooks around, yeah, around this nutrient replenishment before, during, and after pregnancy. So let's kind of go through those three stages. So you mentioned a little bit about this, even in your preconception stage where you, you started realizing, wow, my nutrients are depleted from diets, from stress. So say if someone's in that preconception phase, what are some of the things they need to be thinking about or adding into their everyday eating diet? Yeah. So I, you know, I really love to personalize the approach for each woman and what she needs. So, you know, while many women are on hormonal birth control, many aren't. So it depends, um, you know, what factors are concerned for you. I think, you know, in that preconception period and whether that's the year before getting pregnant or maybe like three or four years, like you're thinking about it in the future. No time is, is too early to begin. Um, but kind of thinking about what's your baseline in terms of how you're feeling. Are there symptoms that you're struggling with? Are there health concerns that you're dealing with? You know, what does your body need? And then, you know, some of the things that are really common during this time period. So of course, hormonal birth control. Um, I know I was on it for like five or six years. Um, many women are on it for decades and that has impact on our body. Um, obviously dieting, food restriction, under eating, very, very common, um, over exercise kind of often paired with dieting, um, because when we're so focused on manipulating how our bodies are looking and that's, you know, not our fault, it's influences that we've, we've kind of been forced to succumb to. Um, pairing over-exercise with dieting and how that depletes the body. Obviously, stress is a huge one. And that's common at any time period. I mean, postpartum, I know like my stress levels have been higher than probably ever before, but you know, what's going on preconception? Um, this is a time period I know for many women in that, you know, five to six years where maybe you're graduating college, maybe you're in a master's or like a doctorate program, maybe you are searching for a job, maybe you're, you're moving out, maybe you're moving away, um, maybe planning a wedding, what, what's going on in your life that could be causing stress and possibly depleting you. And then what often happens is women kind of are like, oh, well, we want to get pregnant. So let me just go off the pill and let's just, you know, go, let's just start and let's just try. And we don't, in our society, we're not told to maybe give our body some time to like replenish, even work on mindset, even work on like mental and emotional factors um, to, to strengthen ourselves before pregnancy. So um, yeah, we have to look at kind of what's going on in each woman's life and what does her body need, especially based on any of those like factors that are concerned. Yeah, I think that's so good because, you know, even my personal story, similarly, I was on um, former birth control for a good few years in the beginning of our marriage. It just came to a point too. We weren't ready to have kids yet. I just it like intuitively was like, I don't really need this anymore. Like, it's just, I don't feel like I'm doing, this is like doing me any good. And, but that was actually a few years before we started having kids or trying. And so I think I later, when I realized this and learned more about this, I'm like, wow, it's like God's gift to me because if I had just stopped and, you know, tried right after it would have been harder. And so that was one factor in my life too. And then also like, yeah, stress and all these other things. And, um, just, I love it. How you're talking about it's customizing, like 
every woman is at a different stage and just trying to be aware of that versus just like, and prepare for that versus just going straight into it saying like, all right, time to have a kid. It's so funny. I, you know, we talk to a lot of people who aren't trying and then they have kids and then people who are trying it's harder. Right. So there's so many factors at play though. So we can't necessarily um, compare there too. Um, but yeah, so love the love those tips as well. But so now during pregnancy, because during pregnancy, as you know, it's like women are feeling so many different things mentally, emotionally, physically, and it's very easy to kind of, you know, eat in such a way where we, you know, sometimes you just feel like eating something, which is fine. You're pregnant, right? But we don't always want to give ourselves that excuse because we do want to be eating those things that are nourishing our body as our baby's kind of taking nutrients from us as well as, um, you know, nourishing our baby. So what are some of those things that we need to be thinking about? Well, you know, practically like nutrition wise, but even all those other lifestyle factors we should be considering during pregnancy. Yeah. So I see it kind of go one of two ways often where women have kind of just like, oh, well, I'm eating for two and and I'm just going to kind of go with that and not really focus on um, nutrition as much. Or I see women that want to focus so much on their nutrition and like eat the perfect diet and nourish themselves, but then are met with like cravings and aversions and fatigue and all these things that get in the way of even, you know, even the best intentions. So we have to really think about balancing that and somewhere meeting in the middle between nourishing your body with foods that are physically nourishing and providing important nutrients like folate and zinc and the B vitamins, calcium, and making sure that we're getting the nutrients we need um, to support our growing babies and not deplete ourselves, but also balancing that out with like, A, of course, eating for for comfort and enjoying that, but also giving ourselves that grace and working around symptoms and, you know, the things like the cravings and aversions and fatigue and all of those things that can get in the way. Um, so it, I don't think it necessarily requires, I don't think there's any point and it's not feasible <laughs> to want to eat perfectly, but this time, especially it's like every little thing that you're doing for your body makes a difference. So really focusing on key, like super nutrient dense foods the majority of the time and trying to balance your meals the majority of the time, but leaning into what your body is asking of you and what your mind is asking of you. I love that. I love that how you talked about the, the, the two spectrums that we can be on and how we need to kind of be in that balance versus like, oh, I'm just going to eat whatever I want because I'm eating for two or man, I got to eat perfectly and kind of allowing ourselves to kind of go to the middle of listening to our bodies being, you know, applying more of that intuitive eating concept, but also being very strategic of trying our best to balance our meals and so forth. Such yeah. great tips. And I think that there's so much of a focus in pregnancy and I know even this, and I love my providers. They were amazing, but nobody even I don't even, I think somebody asked if I was taking a prenatal. They didn't ask which one. They didn't ask to look mm-hmm. at it, like anything of that nature. And there was no discussion about diet. No, like just none. a prenatal. Yep. Just a prenatal and like, don't drink alcohol. And, you know, depending on how in depth your doctor, or your provider wants to get about like what foods you should and should not eat, or mostly should not eat. And even, even now we know a lot of that research is misguided, but there's no support for what to eat and how to navigate. And that's, Mm -hmm. you know, I felt so fortunate, like I am a nutritionist. I felt so fortunate to have to know how to nourish my body. And then even to seek out more really amazing resources 
for pregnancy specific and be able mm -hmm. to kind of like decipher what was um, correct and what was totally wrong. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Like, you know, so many women don't have that. And that's, you know, was one of the driving forces for me to really specialize in this area because, you know, I think women just need a little bit more, a little bit more mm -hmm. guidance on and, and encouragement too. Like you're not, I think a lot of women stress and I see this with my clients too, that they're going to harm their baby because they're not eating perfectly. Mm -hmm. I think women need also need that encouragement that like they're doing a good job. Yeah, no. Yeah. And it's, I don't, I don't know if I should say, it, but my husband sometimes, and I like even wondered now, like, oh, during pregnancy, but even after just like, am I eating well enough? Or am I like doing this, you know, for, even for her, you know, my breastfeeding, or even when I'm feeding her, cause she's eating solids. And he's like, there are women or people out there who are not eating well, taking other things in their body that should not actually enter anyone's body and their babies are okay. And I'm like, okay, I know that I know I shouldn't like, you know, take comfort in that, but it's like, I guess you're right. Like, you know, I think as women too, we worry, especially when it comes to your kid. I mean, there's this whole new worry once I became pregnant that I did not have yeah. before, like fearing the whole time while pregnant that something was going to happen to her. And then now she's out mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh my goodness. What if, you know, what if like, you eat this banana and you like eat a big piece and you choke. And it's just all these things that we worry about as women too, when it comes to our kids. And I think that's, it's a mother's instinct, but also it exactly. can overwhelm us. Exactly. And that's where I love to like simplify, simplify pregnancy nutrition and not have so much, you know, dispel a lot of the myths about the foods that we're not supposed to have. I mean, even postpartum and like breastfeeding, there's a lot of misinformation out there. Um, I, I really love to encourage women to, nourish themselves physically, but also mentally and emotionally. And that requires mm -hmm. taking away a lot of that stress and obsession and worry about diet and just being able to tap into intuition. Mm -hmm. I very much obsessed with like the innate power of our body. And especially as women, we are intuitive beings. Yeah. And then like to feel that shift through pregnancy and becoming a mom, like it is so strong. And I think we can be scared of that sometimes because sometimes our like you said like the the fear and the way that we think our brains literally change but I also think that there's so much power in that because we've been so far removed from what our bodies need by you know diets telling us what to eat and hormonal birth control overriding our hormones and all these external influences telling us what to do that when that intuition strengthens so much during pregnancy and becoming a mom, it can be kind of unsettling. But I think that there's so much power in that to be able to listen to our intuition and be able to tune in and, and honor our bodies and what they need mm -hmm. during this time. And I don't, I don't, I just feel like that goes for nutrition as well. Yeah, I agree. So then let's talk about postpartum. I mean, both of us are in this phase right now and obviously different stages of it, but it's such a, it's such a unique phase. And yeah. it, it, I, I don't think, I mean, we talk a little, I mean, you were talking about nutrition and the other areas, but I just don't think we support a lot of women in this phase. Yes. Maybe the first month or two months or three months, but there's so much physically, mentally, and emotionally that happens after, especially as a new mom that you go through. So let tell us a little bit about that. Like, what are some of the things that we need to be thinking about in this postpartum phase? Yeah, definitely. So, uh, you know, this is, again, is, is personal to each woman, but 
there are so many key factors. And again, I think nutrition gets really overlooked as being a really, really, really supportive tool for this time to support initial replenishment after birth. I mean, however you birth a baby, it's taxing on your body. You are, you know, A, you go from being pregnant to not pregnant in in an instant seemingly, right? When it comes down to it. And that that's a huge physiologic change. Our hormones drop and our, you know, organs need to shift back and our blood volume, I mean, we lose fluids and our blood volume decreases. So nutrition has a lot of power to support that process. And I think that we need to pay a little bit more attention to that, like not jumping into a diet immediately postpartum to lose the baby weight. But again, how do we nourish and how do we support the body with food? And how do we take care of a mother overall? I mean, I think I want to move a little bit of the focus away from, you know, yes, self-care is so important, but postpartum is a time period where we really need to gather our village and enlist help from others and be okay with that. And that's where a lot of the societal changes in, uh, it's a broader picture, right? But how do we nourish a new mom and how do we support her? And whether that's physically, but also mentally and emotionally. So key factors that are involved in that depletion postpartum are obviously nutrients and the changes that happen through pregnancy and postpartum and breastfeeding. Um, mom's not eating enough. Mom's you know, kind of putting themselves last. That's really common. And then we have sleep deprivation, which for pretty much every mom to some degree um, is going to be a factor and stress and the identity shifts and changes and how we kind of are helping moms through those things. Um, we have to remember that mental stress is also takes our energy and also depletes us and stress in any form demands nutrients from our bodies. So that can fuel physical depletion if our mental health is not being properly supported. Um, so those are all really important factors. And then of course, you know, hormones come into play and there's a natural kind of progression or expectation postpartum. Um, breastfeeding obviously throws kind of a monkey wrench into the mix, but many moms have postpartum thyroid issues. We know of course, stress um, is a big factor so that can increase cortisol and that can throw off hormones. Um, you know, when a mom's menstrual cycle comes back, it can be a little erratic and maybe even heavier or more painful than it once was. So we have to look at like, you know, what is the state of the mom's body and how are her systems working after this major change that her body has gone through and what support can we give to make sure that those systems are working towards balance again in that postpartum period. I feel like you just described my life. I'm like, oh, <laughs> but it's so true. And I, you know, I was talking to my husband and some friends these last few months. I feel like the first maybe eight months, I just kind of, especially during the pandemic, having a baby in the pandemic, I just kind of pushed through. It was like, you know what? We're just going to do our best, yeah. whatever. And then I started to like, just started to feel like the change, identity, body, all that after mm. months of like not sleeping well. I'm like, oh, 
this is how I feel. Oh, this is like, wow. I just, wow. Emotionally, mentally, and physically, and just like, this is a lot. I didn't realize this because yeah. I was just trying to get through. And so it's just, I mean, it, it, that's why, you know, postpartum depression or baby blues is just so, it's so easy for most moms to experience it because it's just such a world and it's outside of your control. And I think that's what yeah. I've learned is that I usually can control a lot. I thought I could control a lot of things in my life and push through, but this, I can't like, it's way, my body's just trying to adjust my mind, my yeah. emotions, you know? So it is such an important time and yeah, reaching out for help and support in multiple ways, whether it's a friend or family, getting someone to watch your kid, but like reaching out to Kim, cause you're like, I need help from someone who understands and who can actually give me guidance on how to take care of myself, you know, yeah. so important. And when our body is, you know, when our bodies are off balance and things are not functioning efficiently, it's handling stress becomes, we can easily make mountains out of molehills. And not that I'm saying that, you know, postpartum is inconsequential in terms of the challenges. We know that like, there are big challenges that you can face and the list is endless. Um, but when you are, when your body is strengthened from within, you're just better able to handle those things and not, you know, you're just a stronger, more resilient person. And there's a lot of vulnerability in postpartum, um, physically and, and mentally and emotionally. But if we can at least, again, focus on what we can control and work to strengthen any physical weaknesses, that can help us deal a lot better with some of the other things. And also just like the awareness of how intense this period can be. Um, can help. I think that was um, true for me. And in, in, like, I read so many books and I prepared so much and I took every class, but then when you're in it, you're like, okay, this is a lot more intense than, even though I knew it was going to be intense, like this is a lot more intense than I anticipated. And sometimes just being aware of that and having somebody else to validate that for you can help you be like, oh, okay, I'm not crazy. I'm not weak. There's nothing wrong with me for feeling like I can't handle all of this. Like no woman. And this is true this year, especially like no woman is meant to do this alone. No, you know, parent team is meant to do this alone. It's you need that village. And we've been, that's been really taken away from us the past year. So, um, I think we need that support now more than ever. Yeah. And that's the beauty, I think, even about, you know, having, you know, someone like you or even just, you know, community, I know we're both part of the street parking group and street parking mm -hmm. mamas group. It's like, this is when the virtual communities become so important and, and connecting with people and they're even beyond the group, right? Just like, Hey, let's have a coffee chat. Or if you're in the same area, go meet up socially distanced safe wise, you know, mm -hmm. I just think this is even the beauty of the work of the online world right now is that you can, you know, there are people out there who are not good, but you know, there are people out there who are good and, and you can trust and really hold that space for you. So definitely if you guys are listening and you know, someone, maybe you're not in, in the pre-pregnancy, pregnancy, right early postpartum phase, but you know, a friend or someone who is definitely send them, you know, Kim's information or this podcast, because I just think I'm so grateful that I had even, you know, some friends who were pregnant literally at the same time, because if they weren't, yeah. I would be like, cause I don't know about you, but sometimes like even other moms, I have a lot of mom friends in my life who are past this stage. I feel like we're talking about, even though they've been through it, but there's something about someone who's like recently or is going through going similar through things that you're yeah. like, let's do this together. Let's rally up, you know? It's amazing. And I know the street parking community was a godsend for me throughout my pregnancy and postpartum. I think 
the group started right when I found out I was pregnant. So I was oh, like, oh, so God, this is just what I need. Founding yeah. Member. <laughs> yeah. And it's been, it's been such, such an amazing support. And one of my best friends was pregnant with me and our sons are a couple mm-hmm. months apart. And that's been really, really great. Um, yeah, it's, it's so needed. And I think there's no replacement for somebody that's gone through it at any right. point, but is going through it with yeah. you or a little ahead of you. Like even as time goes on time, uh, like age differences don't really m- make as much right. of a difference, but right. like early on they do. Yeah. And having my friend who had her son about two months before me, like she went through so many things right before I did. So right. like exactly. introducing food and like all of that stuff was she was able to kind of talk me through it and prepare mm-hmm. me a little bit for it. So that was really nice. Um, it's just, it's, it's priceless support. It really is. And we need that. Yeah. Especially that first few years, it's like, literally they go through, I feel bad for them, but they like go through so many changes in a couple weeks. Like, mm-hmm. and so you're like, Oh wait, we just had a schedule. She was just fine. Or, you know, it's like, Oh wait, new thing now walking. Oh wait. <laughs> now running or, oh wait, now six teeth versus four. <laughs> yep. So it's pretty are, wild. It's pretty, it's like, seriously, like, wow, this is my goodness. This is, this is something new, but I mean, we wouldn't trade it for the world, but it is, you know, having people to go with you and guys, I'll make sure I link the street parking um, below too. I'm going to have Carolina on like few, in a few months, but just even the support from emotional and mental and just like practical, but also physically just, I'm so, I, I mean, if not for the pandemic, I would not have found street parking because I was doing CrossFit at the time, but it was my last three months of pregnancy that pandemic hit. And I just was so grateful for the modifications that, you know, they shared with the movements that I was still able to move, which is so important for you, for me. And even after postpartum, I know, like I just finished the open, very, very skilled for CrossFit open, but I just, you know, after nine months of doing the street parking postpartum rehab and the shift work, it's like, I was able to do things there that I didn't think I would ever be able to do because I took the time of like, you know, carefully rehabbing my body with, um, you know, the guidance of the community. So definitely guys, there's so many resource out resources out there. So definitely um, check out the street parking stuff. But as we wrap up, I know you have um, some resources and stuff to share, but as we wrap up, is there anything that you like tip or piece of encouragement you just want to share with the ladies listening now? Absolutely. I feel like there's a million, but I know it's like, try to you can do a few, you can do a few. <laughs> Honestly, I really think from an overall perspective, it's, can we, can we zoom out and look at the broader picture and focus on more nourishment, physical, emotional nourishment and less stress and less, you know, less beating ourselves up through this process because, you know, whatever stage you're at, there, it, it has its own very real and very unique challenges. And I think a lot of women get caught up in this, like, I need to be super woman. I need to be super mom. I need to do it all. And we, we can't, we can't, and we shouldn't be expected to. And I think a lot of the pressure that is put on us, yes, so much of it is external, but there is a lot of internal pressure to do everything, to do things right, to do things perfect, to not fail, to make it look easy. Right. We know that like postpartum, it's just like, have a baby and your whole life and your body and every relationship and everything in your life is going to change, but just do us a favor and make it look like it didn't, right? Like make it look like it's easy. Um, so I think we need to give ourselves that acknowledgement and encouragement and support um, 
from, you know, things like nutrition and stress management and asking for help and being part of a community, finding a community to be part of and, you know, reaching out when we need that support. So I think that encompasses that we need to nourish ourselves yeah. more deeply. Nourish ourselves holistically, right? Not just yeah. physically, but in all the other ways. And so I know that you have a lot of great like e-courses, webinars, e-books and so forth, and you have a special discount for those listings. So tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. So I have a library of resources that I'm, I'm continually adding to. There's a few right now postpartum. I'm working on some preconception ones as well, um, but I have provided a 30% off discount on any of those. Right now there's a few eBooks. I have a webinar and I'm continually adding new stuff up there. So if anybody has suggestions for things that they'd like to learn more about, I have a few um, webinars, postpartum nutrition. I just did one on breastfeeding nutrition mm-hmm. and um, yeah. So I'm trying to fill in some gaps there with like the preconception and pregnancy support as well. Oh, great. Yes. And I think if you use the, was it made well 30 code, made you well could get 30%. 30% off. So, mm-hmm. so exciting. Such great resources. And then tell us, I know you're about to run a new, um, you know, a program, uh, your, your three month coaching program, and you have a wait list for that. So tell us a little bit more about this program. Yeah. So this program, how I think of this program is the culmination of all the work that I've done with my clients and, and honestly myself (laughs) over the past like decade. And it's a 12 week online program with an educational component. So lots of, you know, teaching the dispelling a lot of myths and teaching truths about nutrition and how our bodies work. And we're going to dive deep into, you know, what the issues with dieting are and how that is different from nourishment and how to really nourish our bodies and how our hormones work and our menstrual cycles work and, you know, what our bodies need through these different phases of life. So there's that educational component. There's a group component where we're going to have a community of women going through the program together. And then there's um, one-on-one support as well. So I have, you know, participants will complete functional assessments and there's options to add supplemental support. And we're going to be doing live calls and it's just going to be this really, really comprehensive foundational program that I'm so, so, so excited for. So, um, the first group is launching in a couple of weeks, and then I'll have that wait list open for the next round, which will launch sometime in the fall. So exciting. Yeah. We'll make sure to put the links to that in here. And, you know, yeah, I follow you on Instagram. I love all your stuff. And I know that you were studying with these assessments. And so those are just so key to be able to take functional health assessments and have someone to guide you through them and, you know, take the time to do it to really uniquely know what your body needs. And so definitely ladies, if this sounds like something you're interested in, or, you know, maybe your, um, your friends or family is please send them. Uh, this podcast. And so uh, Kim can help them. All right. Well, I mean, I've already mentioned Instagram, but where can people find you on the web, your website, social media, let us know. Yep. Um, I'm most active on Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's just root and branch nutrition. And then same thing for my website, root and branch nutrition.com. Um, my online resources are there. My blog is there, which has a lot of um, information that I'm continually adding to a big library there. So um, those are the easiest places to find me. Oh, excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining Kim. I've learned a lot, took a lot of notes and yeah, you've just even inspired me as, you know, as I am postpartum, but even eventually, you know, thinking about another child, just like, okay, what are the things that I personally need to be doing to 
kind of get prepared. So thanks so much for joining us. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. What an amazing episode. As you have probably heard, as you've listened to it, I just really loved this conversation with Kim as a mom. 10 months postpartum, I just know a lot of the things she's talked about from preconception to pregnancy to postpartum, I have had to journey with myself. And so just really grateful to have her on. So make sure you check out all the resources she mentioned. Make sure you grab um, that discount that we were talking about. And yeah, make sure you also join me live this week for the one thing I do to help women stop hating their bodies, Facebook Live. And if you're not on Facebook, I'll upload it to YouTube. But if you want the replay sent directly to you, you're going to want to make sure you join my mailing list. So definitely sign up for the podcast newsletters um, here as well. That way you can um, get the replay straight delivered to you this Friday. Uh, and then also book that Love Your Body mini session. It's just going to be such a great time for us to get really clear on one thing you can practically do to start loving your body again um, this week and this year and this month. All right. So enjoy and I'll see you in the next episode. That's it. That's another episode of the More Than Your Weight podcast. I'm so honored that you would allow me to share my thoughts or even share my guest thoughts with you this week. But I want you to know you're not alone. So make sure you join the More Than Your Weight women's community where you can process this podcast and just get support in whatever area you are on in your More Than Your Weight journey. And also make sure you follow me on Instagram. You can message me um, and just, yeah, we can have a conversation. You can process this podcast. Follow me at madewell345. All right, that's it. And I will see you on the next episode.